am Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can actually make a living from what you do. I'm with Jason, Jason Medberry. Thank you so much for being here, being my buddy, putting this podcast together for me. So appreciate it. Oh, you are welcome. It's a blast. And I'm I'm really happy to see that folks are are getting something out of it and that are, you know, using the tools and sharing it and writing us some really wonderful reviews. It's it's really fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, we do like them. We're just, we're just, uh, we're needy. That's all I can say. That's why we have a podcast. It should just be called The Power of Neediness with Judy Carter. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Don't you think that that like, um, that's what motivates us all? Nobody listened to me as a kid. Now I'm going to just make everybody listen to me. Oh, gosh, another podcast. (laughs) Um, But, but, but. We do appreciate that we have some value for you and that many of us, um, many of you have told us that you have reignited your passion for, for your career. And that makes me really happy because um, I sure know how hard it is. I live in Los Angeles. I was born here. Um, and, you know, it's, it's having a show as a, cre- uh, a show, having a career as a creative person is... Uh, Oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, strange. crazy, scary. It's just strange. <laughs> it's just, oh, so, okay, so I got to tell you about my friend. Okay. So she's like crying, crying, okay? And she, I got, she got, I have to talk to her, and, and she's just on a rant. And the, the core of the rant is that she's um, 21, uh, 29, she's 29, correction, and she hasn't made it yet. And if you don't make it until you're 30, then that's it. And I and then she goes, and then I gotta I gotta let go of all my dreams. And how am I gonna have a life without dreams? And oh, and yeah. I have to come to terms that nothing's gonna happen. And um, you know, and, <laughs> and boy, all that. <laughs> that that's a tough one. I mean, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's you know, many of us feel that. We just have not been, our talent hasn't been used up, mm. you know, in life, our t- um, which is different from making yeah. it. So I think, let's, let's break this down, Jason. I mean, a lot of people thought probably w- the title of this podcast was um, about, you know, are you too old to make yeah. it? I, I didn't think anybody thought I'd open up with a 29-year-old, yeah. uh, you know, since I'm in my 60s. So... So uh, this, I have a long life perspective of what it means to make Mm -hmm. it and um, what that means to people and how people will actually judge, especially in Los Angeles, especially if you're at a party, um, your status and who you are in terms of your resume. So, well, well, first of all, I I have very, very direct thoughts about this uh the whole are you too old to make it or have a, am i too old that and the answer is no no you're not no one is too old uh the whole you're not going to make it unless you've made it by the 30 you're never going to make it oh wait a second wait a second i'm gonna i'm gonna just well, punch some holes and things okay? okay all right so that's you're saying it's bullshit yeah. But it's like, all right, let's say I'm 72 and, you know, I've always wanted that modeling career. Yeah, well, but then, <laughs> okay, 
there's a very big difference. But well, say even nowadays, who knows? You know, you could be a trendsetter and be a 70 year old model and be a model for people in their 70s. You know, there's all sorts of hey, look at me, I look incredible, and I'm 75 years old. I just read a thing online okay, about a woman yeah. who's 109, and she's doing CrossFit. And it's like, wait. And she's and, hot. Oh, yeah, she's dope. Oh she God. looks great. And it's like. She's dope. She's yeah, hot. You know, it's just like, okay. So so here's the thing, is that phrase, that if you don't make it to, because I went to theater school at UCLA, and everybody talked like that. Oh, if we don't make it by the time we're 25, that's it. Career's over. We're never going to get anything. We're never going to get cast. We're never going to have a career. We're never going to have this, that, whatever. It's crabs in a bucket logic. You know, one crab tries to climb out. The other ones grab him and pull him back in. Everybody who is a who has a losing mindset has that kind of excuse pre-programmed into their mind. Oh, well, if yeah, like I, you know, if I don't make it by X, then Y is never going to happen. Well, it's a real thing. I you know, I got to tell you. So I I was um at some party with an agent. I was 32 years mm. old and he said, "Uh, well, you, why haven't you made it yet?" Yeah. That's what he said to me, yeah. right? And I'm kind of like uh, well, I, well, I did do that, this and that I, I did a cheer commercial and I, you know, I just started like, you know, defending myself and, yep. but it really got under my skin until I went to the, um, Guggenheim museum and they had a John, um, well, is it John Hopper, uh, the painter, Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, Edward okay. Hopper, an exhibit of his work. And, you know, he did the diner of people mm. alienated. He, and he has a certain way of, he uses light and, I remember I go, okay, so they had his full work. So you see a, you see a, an artist's full life right in front of your eyes. And it, it has like, oh, there's when he was, you know, just a kid and some of his paintings. It's a kid. And then they had his student years in Paris. And it's this year. And then you go and you look through this. And I went, how old is he here? Okay, he's 55 here. And this is a definitive hopper. Yeah. This is where everything came together mm. at 55. Yeah. And that's when I realized that this Hollywood idea of making it is total bullshit. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, total is like, bullshit. if you already have this crystallined image in your head of, oh, I'm going to be 30 and I'm going to be winning my Academy Award and I'm going to think you're just setting yourself up for failure anyways, because you're concentrating on these accomplishments and these re rewards and awards instead of your goals and the things you're trying to achieve. Anytime you start down the road of if this, then that, when it comes to my career or my future or my purpose or my bank account or whatever the thing may be, when you start getting into that thinking, you're immediately putting a ceiling on yourself of where you can go and what you can do. And that's... What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean by so that? If I, so if I say, hey, you know what? If I don't have, if I'm not a, a head of a movie studio by the time I'm 45, right then and there. That statement alone means that 45, I've given myself a cutoff for my dream, which means if. But what about real like finance? Unless I can make money from writing songs, singing songs, acting, doing improv. Like, I, I mean, when do I stop trying? Yeah, well, I mean, is it your purpose? that's a real thing. If it's your purpose, then you don't stop trying. And you keep going and you keep you going. You have no choice, you going. right? Yeah, it's going to eat inside of you whether you're making a million dollars, you know, doing one person sold out shows in Madison Square Gardens or if you're performing at a local children's theater. 
you're going to have to do it regardless. It's these obligatory things that we set. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have huge dreams. You should always have big dreams and things like that. But when you start putting these if-then statements on them, you are going to completely just castrate yourself from being able to accomplish so many other things you know it's it's the, it's that artificial ceiling you add above your head okay, that you're going to slam I see into what you're over saying. and over again all i want you know like yeah framing how you want your things to happen is so vitally important how you frame that thought here's the difference take take these two statements if i haven't made it by the time i'm 35 then then I'm never going to make it or I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it. What's the difference between those two yeah. statements? One has a very clear ceiling. One has thing obstacles and things. It doesn't, it doesn't take into regard any there. The first instance doesn't take into any regard of how it's not a straight line. You know, your path goes all over the place. There's peaks and valleys. There's all sorts of things. And time has nothing to do with it. You know, what if you get hit by a car when you're 30? Did you fail at life? You know, like that's, well, let me it, and, and yeah. you know, let me just add to the story that I started this podcast with with my friend who I'm a worthless piece of yeah. shit. I'm 29. I'm in a quarantine. I can't go and do anything. I'm going to hit 30. And now things are going to be over the very next day. One of the shows that she pitched got greenlighted. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And all of a sudden, overnight, she's a producer, and she's going to be in it as well. So she's a producer and actress in it. And, and it's like, and the very, it was just like, yeah. you know, yesterday, it was like this sob yeah. fest. And so you're so right about that it's not, there's no it to make. Yes. Because most, I mean, we all can look at people who made it. They were like leads on sitcoms, right? So they, a lot of them had their own show. And then two years later, they're in a drug hab clinic yeah. because they thought they made it. But then there was, you know, you, you can only rest on some laurels so long. I don't know what a laurel yeah. is, but yeah, I guess you can rest. Yeah. Where is she? Where's the laurel I can rest? I don't know. But, but it's, so if you're, it's like a lot of men who their self-worth is based on, you know, the acronyms after their yeah. name. And then they retire and a lot of them fall into deep depression because they don't know who they are. They never found their real purpose in life. Their real purpose in life was covering up their insecurities by, um, you know, acquiring something so important. So now I am somebody. I mean, we're all just acting out our childhood stuff anyway. But... I do feel that, you know, if you can get this early on it, it, and, and this notion of making it is fictitious, um, that you could save yourself a lot of pain and agony, yeah. you know, um, because when you are living your life on purpose and you're an artist, you do what you do not to get from A to B or not to impress people. Mm -hmm. I've never done anything I've done in my life to do that has failed. Yeah. 
because the intent is misguided. But if you do it because I'm expressing my purpose in life, I have to do this. I'm compelled to do this. This makes me feel good. I'm in improv. I'm in a scene. I've never feel so alive expressing my talent. I'm I'm stand-up comic. When hearing that laugh does something to me that rocks my friggin' soul. And it rocks my soul the same way whether I'm doing a free show or when I'm doing, you know, an open mic. And not getting paid. It's like it's that rock your soul kind of experience. And once I've discovered that, you know, I always thought I want to be a big star, you know, like I, Lucy yeah. and I grew up with. I wanted I wanted to be Lucy and then I wanted to be Joan Rivers yeah. and you know, and it was and I want and I never thought, well, I wanna be me and I wonder what that's yeah. like. Because, you know, that's not gonna and I, and I kept feeling like it was a failure, and I I had to be a failure because Joan Rivers was Joan Rivers, and we see her documentary. She was a huge star, and she wakes in the morning. She did that wonderful joke, looking at her calendar. It's so white. I'm going to have to put on sunglasses. <laughs> there's nothing in it, and and she feels like a failure. And so there's, you know, uh, there there is no it. And what's been shocking in my career. Um, is, you know, I felt like I gave up stand up. I never hit it big. I certainly did a lot of TV shows. And I just started to write a book because what else was I going to do? I had nothing else to do. I didn't know what to do with my life. Next thing you know, I'm on Oprah. Next thing you know, I'm doing corporate gigs. People want me. And, and I'm just doing what's in front of me. And this notion of fame is. I don't know what it even means, fame. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I'm shocked a, to find that people know who I am. I'm shocked. Every time I'm sure I walk to comedy club, oh, my God, Judy Carr. Oh, or someone recognized me from the cover of my book. I don't, I don't have good facial recognition. That would never happen to me. But it's shocking to me because that wasn't my goal. And so I feel with my life, I've just tried to do what's in front of me well, yes. like today. Just just do it the best I can do it. And, and any time I try, I'm going to hire a publicist. I'm going to get a manager. I'm going to get an agent. It's all going to happen. No, nothing happened. It was like salmon trying to swim upstream. It wasn't going anywhere. Salmon are better than what I did. With <laughs> thinking those, those accoutrements of, you know, having representation is going to help. Yeah. It never did. Yeah, and... and no. The thing is, is you cannot you cannot create these prisons, these artificial constructs that are going to define what your career is going to be. That's a death sentence. It's never going to be the way you think it's going to be. Uh, I'm reading right now Peter Thiel, uh, who is the uh, founder of PayPal. He has a book called Zero to One, where he talks about horizontal versus vertical growth. And horizontal growth is we've done this thing. We know that it works and we're going to make it better and better and better and better and better as we go. So you're going from one to N. In other words, I know what the process is and I'm just going to improve upon that process until it's the best process it can be. Vertical growth is we've never, ever seen anything like that and we love it. So it's a brand new thing. In business, right. there are only one type. Every, everything's a single, uh, single instance. There's a Mark Zuckerberg because he created Facebook. If you're trying to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, you're going to fail because we already, already, been we already <laughs> have a Mark Zuckerberg and we already have a Facebook. 
we don't you don't need to be the next George Clooney. You don't need to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. You don't need to be that question you said nailed it on the head. What if it was me? And that's what you need to concentrate on. Not the I want to be like so and so. I need to have the career of so and so. I have to have these, you know, random pulled out of my ass, mostly from watching, you know, too much entourage or something. Uh, These goals of like, oh, I have to make this by this and I have to do this by that and I need this to have this. No, you have to release yourself from all of those constraints and allow yourself to just say, I'm going to do what I need to do in order to get to where I want to go. And that's the, that's the long and the short of it. It doesn't need to be any more than that. What kind of person do I need to be to be the thing that I want, to get the thing that I want? And it should end there. It should literally end there. If you, if you start adding on this whole, oh, by this date, it needs, by Thursday, it needs to be here in October. And you're just, you're just, you're almost trying to convince yourself not to do it, which if that's the only way you can think about things, and this is, you know, some hard truth here for some folks. If the only way you can think about something is, well, if I don't have it by blank, then I'm blank, you know, then cr- a creative career is not no. for you. You should not be in a creative no. field. At the beginning of my book, uh, The New Comedy Bible, I have people take a commitment. Like, when are you going to quit? Yeah. Like, you know, Seinfeld said, oh, this is when I'm going to quit, you know. Um, uh, when are you going to quit? And most people write, well, I guess when I'm dead. Or maybe right before I die. <laughs> Although I, I, I think I'm going to keep being funny up until when I die. Because I think I'm going, I'm sorry, that's my life. Thank you very yeah, much. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> that's good. Go out with your purpose. That's a great exit there line, you right? Go. Perfect. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. But, the, so, but you cannot, you yeah. cannot have, and that's a great, I mean, that's a great way to start that book too. Because you're also measuring someone's commitment. And if you're putting all these precursors, these qualifiers on your commitment, then you were never really committed. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's true. So listen, you guys, let go of your notion of making it. The bar is constantly changing. And the bar doesn't matter either. You know, that's the other thing too. And it doesn't matter. And the way someone else made it is not the way you made it, can make it. There's only one thing, um, one form of expression that hasn't been heard. And that's from you. You know, just... I always believe, like I used to say, get out of the house, but now I say, hey, get on the Zoom meeting, you know, meet people and go with the flow. And you might be amazed of where it takes you. And life can give you even greater things than the goals you've imagined for yourself. So take the ceiling away and start saying yes to what's coming your way. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.